You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Tigers and 20 Off the Boards, a Go Tigers 247 audio podcast where we bring you breaking news and interviews with players, top recruits, coaches, and influencers from football and basketball across the city of Memphis and around the nation. Now, let's get to the episode. Welcome back to Go Tigers 247's Tigers in 20 off the boards. Y'all know what this is. We uh, try to bring in the, the, the most influential um, players, coaches, journalists all over the country um, and, and interview about, ask questions about um, some of the bigger things that are happening inside uh, the Memphis program. I am absolutely thrilled to have Patrick Murphy on with us today. Patrick is a writer for the uh, Bucknuts 247, which is the Ohio State uh university's 247 affiliate 247 sports affiliate uh man patrick what's up man thanks for joining us yeah absolutely i'm glad we could make it work after some delays the last week or so glad to have you on man we wanted to have you on specifically because um matt barnes um, was hired a few weeks back as the defensive coordinator for university of memphis ryan silverfield made the the decision to hire the up and coming Matt Barnes um, for that role as uh, Mike McIntyre left to pursue a head coaching opportunity. We wanted to get you on because we wanted to talk to you about Matt Barnes. A lot of us don't really know a whole lot about him. And so obviously with your coverage of the Ohio State football team, we wanted to um, bring you on and, and just help Tiger fans get to know Matt Barnes. First question for you is this. What was Coach Barnes's roles at Ohio State? What did he do there? Sure. Yeah, he started, and it's interesting because when he first came over from Maryland, I was in kind of a similar spot. I, I knew the name to some degree, but I didn't know a ton about him and, and had to do a lot of research. Uh, he originally came as a special teams coordinator, and he still helped out with defense, but that was his title. That's what he worked under. And then uh, they promoted him – Prior to last season to, uh, I believe it was secondary coach is what they called it. And so he's working with the defensive backs and that was done. They brought in Kerry Combs to be the defensive coordinator who'd previously been the cornerbacks coach at Ohio State, had left for a few years, went to the NFL and then came back and he was going to run the defense. Um, but he's also a, a secondary cornerbacks guy. And, and so they were working together. Um, and then, and this is the, the weird part of this whole situation, Ohio State's defense, despite getting to the national championship game in 2020, was not good. I mean, like historically bad, one of the worst statistically in the country. And the the Buckeyes stuck with more or less the, the same group, thinking that it would be kind of COVID, getting to practice more would help. And two weeks into the season, defense still was not playing well. Ohio State loses to Oregon. Ryan Day makes the decision to change things up. He, without changing titles, uh, he gives Matt Barnes defensive play calling uh, responsibilities, moves him up to the press box, brings Kerry Combs down to the field, uh, or sorry, other way around, moves Matt Barnes down to the field, brings Kerry Combs up to the press box. Um, so he took over play calling responsibilities throughout the rest of the year. 
And they were all very clear it was going to be collaborative and all that type of stuff. But, you know, certainly a, a you know, a gesture of, of faith in putting that into Matt Barnes's hands and despite not changing his title, essentially making him the defensive coordinator for much of the season for Ohio State. So how did that go? I mean, I know you guys went to the Rose Bowl and had a, um, a pretty crazy game. Um, who did y'all play again? I forgot who y'all played. Utah. Utah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, it was a wild game. I remember watching it going, whoa, man, this is some offense going on right here. Um, how did how did that go for the for the year for Ohio State? Was I mean, did Matt do pretty well? I think so. It's 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 tough to tell. I mean, they definitely got better. And I think scheme wise, there were some different things that they started to do, bring some blitzes and things like that to help get pressure on quarterbacks. And and there were a lot of things that I liked that he did. It's interesting with with Ryan Day, who is a very much an offensive coach. He was quarterbacks coach and offensive coordinator before he became the head coach at Ohio State. But he in in 2018, when he took over, they played this single high safety defense four four down front, single high safety. And it worked really well. They were, I think they statistically were the top defense in, in most categories in the country. And so he's really stuck with that the last few years. But the personnel's changed quite a bit. And I think when you're having an offensive head coach kind of telling the defense, well, we want to run this, so make this work, um, that was problematic for Ohio State. And he let Matt Barnes change some things. They went to more too high looks. Like I said, they started to blitz a bit more. They did some different things with kind of more versatile linebackers. So it definitely improved. It's just tough to tell how much it improved. There were a lot of young guys on the defense early in the year. So obviously those guys got more time and uh, got better. Uh, you know, was that just experience or was that Matt Barnes doing something different than what was happening before? I think it's a combination of both. My understanding of Matt Barnes is he's a very, very much an X's and O's guy. And so he, you know, he understands the game, the defensive side of the game really well, um, is a good teacher of that. And I think that really helped, especially with those young guys when he was kind of running things a bit more than, than maybe he was, especially when he was, you know, special teams coordinator, but even in the, the initial role as secondary coach. So that, that definitely helped their defense. Um, I will be interesting to see when he's kind of running things on his own and has time to install because, you know, once you're in the season, obviously you can only do so much week to week. Um, and, you know, I thought maybe we'd see some different things in the Rose Bowl, but obviously Ohio State's bringing a new defense coordinator. Matt Barnes was already talking to, to Memphis at that point. The rumors were already out there before the game was even played. So I was hoping to get a better sense of that in the Rose Bowl, but we didn't really see that because of the circumstances. So I do really think he's a, he's a good coach from that aspect. Um, and I think, you know, his, his ability to adjust on the fly make changes that were needed. Ohio State, you saw it in the Rose Bowl. Ohio State was down two touchdowns, given up a ton of yards, 35 points in the first half. They came out in the second half, uh, only gave up, I think it was like 139 yards and 10 points in the second half. So, you know, the players talked about, you know, it wasn't really much of a change in scheme and things like that. And it was just a, you know, we've got to play. But definitely, you know, from a play calling standpoint, I think they, they were better in the second half adjusting to what Utah was doing. Absolutely. So let's, let's kind of – we're on the on the field X's and O's real quick, but let's take a step out and and I wanted to ask you, what are what is Coach Barnes's reputation um, among 
other coaches, players on Ohio State, recruits um, that he's recruiting. What what do people know about him? What's his personality? What's his reputation among those kinds of among those, among those people? Um, what's he like as a person? He he's quiet. He's uh, he's got a very dry sense of humor, which didn't come out. You know, we obviously didn't talk to him much as the special teams coordinator, but as he as he moved up, especially this year, got in front of the media more. Uh, you know, you started to see a little bit of personality. There, it's not a ton. I've talked to people about him before, and I think when he's, you know, not talking to the media, when he's joking around with the guys or in the locker room, things like that, you, you certainly get more of a, a personality out of him. But he's very much a football guy. So, you know, I think the, that, that is so much of his focus, uh, from my understanding, that, you know, th- there isn't a ton of, else in terms of personality and things like that you know I don't he's he's not a rah-rah guy for sure um, I'm sure he can you know lay into guys or or get some guys fired up and I think you, you you certainly have to develop that as your career goes on but I just don't think naturally that comes to him as you know shouting and jumping around the locker room and, and that type of thing I don't think you'll see that side of him but it's it's very much a, a football perspective for him and and he does definitely open up. I mean, we saw it throughout this year. Um, I, uh, obviously, he's, he's done well with the players. I think players liked him. Um, so, yeah, I, not, not like a huge personality like some coaches, um, but, but definitely, you know, knows how to communicate with kids, knows how to recruit, those type of things. I mean, you don't get to coaching at that level at Ohio State unless you can do all of that, right? So he definitely has the ability to do that. But I just don't think he's a natural, you know, um, you know, sit down and, and have a, a great conversation with guys. Um, you know, it's very much football first in his head from my understanding. So obviously Memphis fans were really, really surprised um, to hear Matt Barnes's name come up. And uh, as you know, the rumors started to come out that um, Ryan Silverfield was talking to Matt Barnes. Um, and I think a lot of the inter- interactions that I saw on Twitter about it was why would Matt Barnes leave Ohio state to come and coach at Memphis? Um, obviously Ohio state is a, has a rich history in football. It's a part of a, you know, um, big time conference always in always right there in, in terms of national championship hopes. Um, what do you think the motivation was for, for Matt Barnes, um, to leave Ohio state? I know more than likely Ryan day probably tried to keep him on, um, staff. Um, but what do you, what do you think the motivation was for, for Matt to come to Memphis? I think it's an opportunity for him to, to kind of move up and spread his wings, um, you know, with hiring of Jim Knowles from Oklahoma state, which Ohio state announced he would be the defensive coordinator in December. So that was already set in place even before the Rose bowl. You know, it was, it was probably from my understanding, either you could stay and, and be in the role as a secondary coach still, even though you were essentially the defensive coordinator for much of this year or, you know, there's the op- these opportunities. And so I think he saw the chance to, to run a defense, something that I think he knows he can do now, given having done it at Ohio State more or less this past year, and, you know, kind of take that next step um, in terms of title, in terms of responsibility, those type of things. Yes, you're leaving a program like Ohio State, but you're also kind of taking that, that next step um, in your career. And, you know, I think he sees it as, as an opportunity to show what he can do. You know, if he'd stayed at Ohio State, he's under Jim Knowles. And, you know, we haven't gotten to talk to Jim Knowles. I, I don't know very much about him. Maybe 
you know, I don't know what Jim Knowles wants to do in terms of staff. So maybe there was something there too of, you know, Hey, he's going to bring in his own guy type of thing. Um, but I definitely think this is a stepping stone in the right direction in terms of a, a career trajectory, you know, going from a secondary coach at Ohio state. Now you get the chance to kind of run your own defense, call the shots on that side of the ball. Um, so, you know, it's, it's progress in his career. And you know, as a young guy, I think it's uh it's a good opportunity for him to, to kind of do that at, at the level at Memphis and, uh, you know, kind of see what, see how he can do it there and, and see what happens. What can we expect in terms of schemes from Matt Barnes? What do you think Tiger fans need to be looking out for in a Matt Barnes defense at the university of Memphis? I think again, to your point, like we didn't see a ton of, of differences, just he's, he's operating within kind of the Ohio state scheme, but I do think that you will see you know, he played a four down front here. You know, maybe if, if Memphis has recruited towards the three down front, maybe that doesn't change right away. Um, but that wouldn't surprise me if that's the way he wants to go. One of the things I really liked that he was able to do this year was adjust to the opponent, um, you know, game to game. And, and obviously your, your personnel dictates how much you can do that. But for instance, at the Rose Bowl, Ohio State had played Michigan the last game of the season. Michigan was a physical run first team and they just ran over Ohio State. I mean, it was it was easy. And, you know, there was a lot of talk about Ohio State not being physical enough and things like that. So they adjusted. They played a different look at linebacker, different personnel at linebacker. They, they used some guy, some guys that played a lot towards the end of the season, didn't play a ton. Um, they even moved a guy who was a tight end who had been recruited originally at linebacker, but a, a physical kind of country boy type of kid um, over to linebacker started him in that game, played more three linebacker, true linebacker looks than they did against Michigan. So, um, you know, I think he will make adjustments based on the, the opponent, but um, I did like some of the blitzes that they brought. It wasn't a ton, but it was enough to get more pressure than they were getting early on in the season. Um, you know, they, they, a lot of times would would line up with one safety and, and drop another guy back, you know, right before the snap, sometimes the opposite, things like that. So he showed some some multiple different things, multiple different schemes, some possibilities with Ohio State. But a lot of it did depend on the defense or the offense. I'm sorry. And, uh, you know, I, th I think that's a positive in terms of, you know, looking forward and, and what he can do, because I think he can look at what is available at Memphis, what they're going to face. Uh, this coming year and, and obviously beyond and kind of adjust to that. I don't know if he's set in one scheme because he hasn't done it yet. I'm sure he has things he likes, things he doesn't, but um, you know, he, you saw at Ohio state that they were able to do some different things and, and adjust pretty quickly when he took over, you know, they, I mean, the initial games, I think it was Akron and, and some of the, the you know teams like that where Ohio state was just the better team, but you could just see some different things being implemented. And the fact that that was done quickly, I think is a positive. So, Last question for you before we get out of here. How excited should Memphis fans be to see a, uh, a Matt Barnes defense at, at the University of Memphis? I think they should definitely be excited. I was under, you know, just my, my, my thought was Ohio State's losing an up-and-coming, you know, guy who I, I think people view very brightly in terms of, of defense and, and running a defense and things like that. I thought Ohio State would try and keep, and, and, and you know they probably did, as you said earlier. Um, the opportunity was just there, but 
try and keep a, a young guy like that around. And, you know, you, you've just hired Jim Knowles. Yes, he'll run your defense, but he's an older guy. Um, you know, maybe you kind of groom Matt Barnes the next several years to take that position down the road. It was kind of just, just my opinion on the situation. So I think the fact that he's going to go to Memphis and, and run his own defense is exciting. Um, I, I am going to be interested to just see how it goes because he hasn't done it you know, on a, on a larger level before, um, you know, it's basically what 10 or so games this year. And again, that's under the kind of umbrella of what Ohio state wanted to do. So yeah, I would be excited. I think he's a guy who who's going to be willing to try some things. Um, you know, like I said, X's and O's football, that's his thing. And I think that's what you want. Um, especially at, at a program like that, that's kind of figuring out, um, what's next on the defensive side of the ball. So, yeah, I would definitely be excited if, if I were a Memphis fan. And while I think Ohio State fans weren't necessarily sad to see any changes on the defensive side of the ball just because things were bad, I do think people were you know, disappointed a little bit to see Matt Barnes go because he did start to turn things around for the Buckeyes. And, again, he is, is a young and up-and-coming name in the, the defensive coaching ranks. Well, Patrick, I really appreciate you joining us, man. Thank you for um, taking the time out. And, uh, man, good luck um, covering the basketball team at Ohio State and getting ready for uh, next fall with the football team. Yep, absolutely. I'm glad I could uh, make it work. I'm glad we were able to talk about it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tigers and 20 Off the Boards. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love for you to leave a rating and a comment wherever you download your podcast. If you are interested in daily content all about the University of Memphis athletic program, head over to www.gotigers247.com. Articles are published daily, and you can join the Go Tigers 247 family by signing up for a VIP membership for even more behind-the-scenes information. It only takes two minutes of sheer horror. A new Paramount Plus original docuseries. We were dealing with a serial killer preying on elderly women. A cold-blooded killer hidden in plain sight. He's suffocating people with a pillows. Leaving corpses all over Texas. How did it happen? I was responsible for her. The guilt is immeasurable. They covered it up. Pillowcase Murders, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus.